<laughs> By the way, there's got to be a point where I might have to stop us because I put a pizza in the oven and it's supposed to ding in about 13 minutes. I might. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes you got to cook in the middle of a podcast. Pizza waits for no woman. <laughs> so I do another podcast and we did a recording on Friday and it's right after work. So I get home and I grab something to eat and... You know, mostly I'm muted because the podcast is them telling their story. And so I was eating and I said, I'm sorry, but I got to eat. And one of the participants talked to me later and said, you know, you probably shouldn't eat while you're interviewing. I wanted to say you probably shouldn't interview if you're going to tell them how to do their job. You know, it's like we live in a Zoom world and sometimes sometimes you have to eat. Yeah, right. And my mic was off. It wasn't like I was chomping on the microphone. Right. But You're not yeah. hearing chompy sounds, yeah. And I said, I got to eat. Did she apologize? She said, oh, well, you tried to hide it. And I go, well, really, I didn't because I said, I got to eat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know uh, what that was all about. Sometimes I think people maybe, I don't know, it's a way of deflecting. If I point at you, I don't have to think about me. I don't know. Oh. I think that's... Uh, there's a lot of truth to that, definitely. But oh, yeah. I think we've also, I don't, and I don't know if this is just like humans' evolution or if this is social media, but so much decorum has gone out the window. And I think a lot of people don't have a filter anymore and they feel like they're emboldened to just tell you whatever it is they think they need to tell you at any time in their life. And I kind of understand it in social media where you're sort of anonymous, but I've, I'm experiencing it more and more with people. Okay, like for example, this is a COVID thing. And this was like, oh God, it must have been more than a year ago because it was before I moved. I was waiting in line at a bank to go inside and you, the line was outside and you had to stand six feet apart. I happened to be in front of a sidewalk. I wasn't standing in the middle of the sidewalk because I knew it was a sidewalk. I was kind of adjacent off of it. And I was reading something on my phone and the mask was fogging it up. So I pulled down the mask for like maybe 10 seconds in order to um, be able to read what it was I was reading. And this woman walked straight up to me into my maskless face on the sidewalk and said, you should have that mask over your nose and mouth. Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, wow, thanks for getting within one foot of me to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not that I'm wow. saying it's not that I'm saying that she was wrong for pointing out that I should have had my mask over my nose. Technically speaking, she was absolutely right. I should have. But just this notion of walking straight up to somebody and correcting their behavior is like that's new to me. I never remember experiencing that before a couple of years ago. We had a, a company picnic party yesterday. Picnic lunch, I mean. Another coworker and I were sharing driver's ed stories. He, my uh, daughter is taking driver's ed right now, and, and I'm taking her around. And we have one of those stickers in the back, like a lot of parents would, that say, new student, uh, new yes. driver, please be kind. Or, Our coworker has the same thing for her teenage son. And she was telling me that he did something minor, maybe something equivalent to using the right blinker and turning left. And then she says that some other driver points it out to them and says, he shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't be on the road if he's doing that. And she goes, well, he didn't know. And, and the person goes, you should have told him. Hey, yeah. there's a new driver on I the know. road. And leave him alone. They're, they're kids. At, at least... You do them the courtesy of having the sign on the back of the car that says, I'm learning how to drive. There's plenty of 50-year-olds out there that are doing much stupider things that have been driving for 30 years. <laughs> right? They don't have a sign. My kids told me I shouldn't be driving anymore, but I am. Right? 
<laughs> by the way, guys, I love having those bumper stickers, even if my new driver is not with me, because then people think... <laughs> I'm a new driver, so they have to be kind to me. And if I'm doing the speed limit like I'm supposed to, they can't just flip me off. Oh, yeah, that poor teen. Yeah, yeah, just give her a break. My grandmother actually learned how to drive in her 60s. Really? Yeah, because she... um, she was the executive secretary of the synagogue for a gajillion years, and it was always within walking distance. And then when I was a kid, and she was in her, I guess, maybe late 50s, early 60s. Oh, my God, that's like practically my age. Holy crap, I'm telling a story about my grandmother, and I'm describing myself. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Anyway, when she was in her late 50s and early 60s, the synagogue was rebuilt and moved out into the burbs, right? So she had to learn how to drive. And she did it. She learned how to drive. She learned how to, she had to learn how to parallel park. I remember her like practicing in front of our house with um, cones. (laughs) But, but she did it. So there's, there's plenty of new drivers out there that aren't 16 or 15 or whatever, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anna, I'm, I'm with you on that. Throw that (laughs) sticker on the back. New driver. Knew everything, it's knew it everything. Great. Everyone's letting me through if I have to change lanes. People don't tail me as much. I mean, if you're going to tail a new student, you're not a good person. When I moved to Oregon, I had to retake the written test. I was so afraid they'd make me retake the driving. <gasps> but but the written test, we studied, man. I was nervous. I'm like, oh my God, what if I don't pass this thing? You know, that would have just, right. Oh, oh no. And we passed. We did fine. That's but good. we were, man, we were... We were freaking out about that. I, you know, I wouldn't mind wow. taking um, another driver's ed class. The driver's ed school that my daughter and my son took, uh, it's a really good one. They're called 405. They offer classes to adults, that, that, to experienced drivers, which I'm like right. all for because we have a lot of crappy drivers out there. Very aggressive. California has this crazy, like, traffic school scam. A scam? You guys, it's not a scam. It's not officially a scam, but it it kind of is a scam, you know? So, like, basically, in California, if you get a a certain moving violation, like running a stop sign or um, not like a parking ticket, but something like speeding or whatever, you can, instead of paying an exorbitant fine, you can go to traffic school. And, but what happened was they made pretty much anybody could teach traffic school. You have to go and you get this certification. And so it became this competition to see who could teach the best traffic school in order to get more clients. Because the more clients you get, the more you get paid, right? So you'd have comedy traffic school where you'd go and there would be like a stand up comic who was teaching traffic school, or a magician would teach it, or just all these different themes that you would go to. And it was definitely cheaper than paying the ticket, or maybe it was the same price, but you didn't have to go to court. And so everybody would do it. I, I think I ran a stop sign once or did like a Hollywood stop or, you know, rolling stop and had to go to traffic school. And it's such a racket, you know, it's just, it's crazy, but it is fun. I have to admit, it was like, if you had to go to traffic school, it was kind of fun. I've never heard about that in any other uh, state having that. Um, but it ended up being a really good refresher course for adults. And I was thinking, if I didn't have to be here, this actually wouldn't be a bad thing. Like if they required every few years, everybody to go, not necessarily the driving test, but go take one of these courses to remind you of stuff. It's really not a bad idea. That is bloody brilliant. Yeah. I would totally do it. Get early access to Macy's Black Friday specials on gifts they'll love at prices you will too. Now while supplies last. 
like 40 to 50% off boots and shoes for him and for her. Sweaters for him and her, just $24.99. And 60% off holiday decor, hosting essentials, and so much more. Plus, download the free app for more Black Friday deals at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. I mean, there are some things that um, oh my that my kid actually tells me that they taught her, and I sometimes either, if she asks me, I don't know the answer, or just something that she just mentioned that she learned, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you had to do that. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh my gosh, you're like, how many years have you been driving, mom? Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. The problem with the written test, and, and maybe, and this might be part of what she's asking you, is, you know, things like... um. How far ahead of an exit should you start slowing down, right? Is it 750 feet? Is it 500 feet? Is it 250 feet, right? Like mm-hmm. in a written test, you're like, I don't know. I just slow down when it looks like I should slow down. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that the kind of thing she asks you? Like how how slow do I need to be going to turn right, turn left? Those you know, are the kinds of actually, you know, the things that you just don't think about because you just do them. Well, one thing I, I should know, I thought I knew, you can turn right at a red unless it otherwise says on a sign, do not turn on red. But then when it is one of those traffic signals that are an actual red light arrow, can you still mm-hmm. make a right on that red? Not just the regular circular red, but the one that is a red arrow. And it doesn't say no right on red. I thought the rule was, nope, don't do it. Don't make a right on that arrowed red. But then a lot of people ahead of us were doing so. So I'm like, well, okay, go ahead. I don't know. I don't technically legally know the answer to that, but I believe it's legal to make the turn because I think there would be a sign and I Hmm. think, you know what, I don't know. I'm going to stop talking. I have no, no. I don't know. Yeah. I will tell you this. I would say. I would make the turn. (laughs) I don't know if it's legal, but I would do it. (laughs) Uh, Well, I would just say to make sure you at least do a full stop because Mm -hmm. I just got a ticket in the mail saying I did not make a full stop at one of those. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I did. And my girlfriend who lives in that town, Linwood, said, oh, yeah, I've gotten two of those. I'm like, oh, Okay, then. (laughs) All right, here it is. Under both Washington and Oregon law, you can turn right on a solid red arrow, the same as a solid red light, provided it is safe to do so. You come to a full stop, traffic is clear, and you stay out of the intersection as you wait unless there's a sign posted that prohibits it. So, Lori, they were just revenuing. They were just (laughs) waiting for you to not stop right. Yeah. I know. Do I bother to take a day off work and go and fight it? Or do I just go, okay, I'll pay the million dollars? I I think on the back of the ticket, you can fight the ticket. They make the judgment through that, at least lower your cost. I thought I had to like go in. And if they schedule you in the afternoon during my shift, then I have to take a day off work. So, I mean. How much is the ticket? You know, full day's work. $125. $125. Anyway. Yeah, that's my... My big wah. (laughs) (laughs) So how's she doing? How's your daughter doing on the driving? She's doing great. I think she's doing good. She seems to be really comfortable on the road. Uh, And and and. you're tracking nights again tonight, right? Hold on. I'm recording. I'll I'll come chat with you when I'm done. No, no, no. That's all I need to know. Thanks. So why do you think he needs to know if I'm tracking nights tonight? 
Why would he even need that? Always. Every <sighs> time. That's the same guy, Claire, that we were talking about. <laughs> I figured that out because that's never, ever, ever happened before. So, yeah. <laughs> I think no. Um, no. In fact, at the picnic, when he showed up, everyone kept going, I'm back. <laughs> if you want to tell him straight up, if you see my mouth moving on the microphone, that means I am recording. He, he doesn't even look. Have you guys ever seen the movie The Shining? One of my favorite scenes is like when he, when he's you know pretty much going bat bat crazy, and 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 his wife comes in and he's and he's typing, he's working, and he's like, Wendy, when you come in here and you see me and you see me typing, and he goes. <laughs> <laughs> so Lori, that's you need to send him that clip. Like if you if you look over and you see my mouth moving, oh my don't come in. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh Keep Lord. my wife's mouth clean. <laughs> How did you Oh. But, but oh, we digress. Man. Oh. Just turn the volume you know, down. I Can mean, you just turn down the volume on the yeah. talk back? No. And I, I went to the engineers to ask if that is a possibility. And um, no, it's not. Wow. And I last night, yesterday, when Anna was in here recording, I put up a big sign yep. that said recording. Uh, Tell her my suggestion. To use it, to put up a big sign, the whole width of the window. The big poster board that school kids <laughs> use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe oh. we can put it in a big light bright and spell it out. I am on the era. Era. <laughs> wow. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Oh. You know what? There's yeah. there's nothing you can do with a narcissist. I mean, really, there's just not much. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> Breathe. Be adult. Be, as somebody said yesterday, don't make eye contact. Some people just turn you into somebody you don't want to be i didn't like yeah. who i was yesterday i don't want to be mean girl and i don't want to be that bully that tries to exclude folks but when someone makes it a little bit harder and i don't know what the person was expecting and you know what we are three of the nicest people i've ever met i, I mean, think oh, that's what makes it hard right it's like you said it earlier anna it's like it's not who we want to be you know yeah Get early access to Macy's Black Friday specials on gifts they'll love at prices you will too. Now, while supplies last, like 40 to 50% off boots and shoes for him and for her. Sweaters for him and her, just $24.99. And 60% off holiday decor, hosting essentials, and so much more. Plus, download the free app for more Black Friday deals at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. So I was I was thinking that about um, Lori mentioned last week when we were having this topic about a woman that that we had all previously worked with also that, um, mm -hmm. you know, we were talking about, you know, when when you feel like someone's after your job versus when someone really is actually literally after your job, you know. And the funny thing is, I I had that feeling about that person, that woman from the mm -hmm. moment I met her, you know, and it's wow. interesting how you get. There's certain like clues or triggers or something that hit you. 
and it's exactly what you're talking about. The person I don't want to be, you know, there's a, there's another person there as well that, that I had a similar reaction to, you know, it's like you can, it's like you can smell ulterior motive when it's, <laughs> when it's walking toward you, you know, as opposed to genuine kindness. Um, and it's, it's very interesting. And I don't know if that's something that comes with age or, or it, you know, it's a certain kind of radar that you have, but it really does turn you into a person that you don't want to be. And I, I, I think that's what I resent about that. You know, it's funny. I, I was thinking, well, I resented her because she was so after my job, but I realize now, no, I just resented her for the way she made me feel about her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I wished her well in her endeavor that she's on now. And it seems like she's doing fine and yada 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 but um that's interesting i i wonder how i would react to this person that we're talking about now who i've never met and don't know um i suspect it would have been the same thing even without your stories i i suspect i would have felt him coming a long way yeah it's like okay let, let me look at the opportunity and see what is what i can take away from it and mm. i you know maybe it's just being very firm about who i am <laughs> i don't know but at least tell him, look, you know, almost every single day that you've been on that talk back, you have been over my recordings of folks that I'm interviewing. So maybe don't use the talk back and, and check, really be sure if, if you really can go in and talk to me. Yeah. Like a regular person. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. And, and I think... You know, I think what's hard is those are things that we don't feel like we should have to teach people. We, I feel like they should know that. So I think that's what's hard, and, and you get caught off guard. But if you look at it as a, like a school teacher, it's like, oh, I guess I need to school them on something even though they should know it. But the thing is, it, I, there are some people, and, and I think this is a, a, an affect of narcissism, that it won't go in. It won't matter to right. them. What, what you put out and what you need doesn't even register on what he needs in that moment. He needs to know this thing, and he's not going to look up at your at your light bright sign that says, I'm on the air, <laughs> and he's not going to look at your mouth moving. <laughs> and if anything, if you disable the talk back, he'll just go out and barge in and, and have his face in there in the middle of it, right? So, and I don't even mm-hmm. think, I don't think he wakes up and goes, in what way can I be disruptive to Lori? I don't even think you work into his plan of life at all i think he just goes oh i need to know this thing it's just you know what he needs at that moment and and damn everybody else the problem i have right now is that he thinks it's okay to just to just interrupt what she's doing (laughs) i i I think what's so interesting is what what comes up for me because sometimes you know when you point a finger you've got three coming back it's like do people not think i work in here you know, it's like from the minute I come in and sit down, I'm working, <laughs> I'm right. recording, I'm doing all of the things that I do. And I sometimes I don't even stand up. My watch is like, stand up. I'm like, no, I'm working. And so I think I would never any studio anywhere in this building. I would never assume that whoever's in there is not working. Right. I think we're worth getting the pizza. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Smells good. (laughs) Smells good. It makes me feel like, okay, who do I want to be? You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, do I want to be the kind of person that just goes in and says, hey, here's my boundaries. Don't use the talk back. 
uh, don't assume I'm not working. You know, but those are a lot of don'ts, you know, because I've always been <coughs> like with my grandkids, this is what you can do. You know, you can get up and walk out the door and look in my window and see if I'm my mouth is moving. <laughs> you know? hey, if, if engineering can't disable the talk back, can they at least put like a little like like shock collar button on it? So that like <laughs> I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask. Zap. <laughs> and you turn it on and off. I mean, other people, you know, you wouldn't do that to Shelly, right? And, you know, it reminds me of when someone's sick and you're taking care of them and you give them a bell. And then you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, seriously. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I just know I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to be kind and polite and nice. But... It's like also when you've got somebody who's like running through your garden, you know, like <laughs> I just remember my big old Newfoundland dog who didn't know that there was rows of flowers. It's like, God, he doesn't even know. So he's just bowling over everything. It's like, but people should know. <laughs> yeah. So I think what we'll do is we'll see what happens next week and see if... <laughs> And why is he See if the saga continues. Week? The afternoon guy has COVID. Boo. Damn him. Boo. I know. And it turns out two more people got COVID at work. We had the picnic about 24 hours ago, Claire. And then 24 right. hours later, we get this email. Two of them got COVID. And so whoever was sitting at their picnic table, uh, were they were informed. My <laughs> shyness and my introvert personality paid off. <laughs> Because I didn't right. visit every picnic table, <laughs> I uh, wasn't exposed. Oh my gosh, I have, a, I have a friend, one of my good friends who I grew up with, and they recently had a wedding in their family. This is a friend who works in the nursing industry, and she was right in the heart of the pandemic. I mean, working, frontline, giving out vaccines, d dealing with people. It was always face shield, mask, like covered like nine ways from Sunday. It never got any whiff of COVID whatsoever. And then at the family wedding two weeks ago, boom, everybody, like, I think like <sighs> 10 people got it, including her. Like, Jeez. oh, no. Oh, that's so unfair. <laughs> Thank God everybody's fine. Mild case. Everybody was vaccinated and boosted and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, these, these, I, they call them breakthrough cases. I don't even think we need to call them that anymore. I think it just sounds like you just get it. Just the difference is, you know, it's much, much less severe if you're boosted and, and all that kind of stuff. And so everybody's fine. You know, no one got really sick, but it's just, it's just the irony of it. All that time stabbing people with vaccines and, and the one time that they all decided to just let loose and have a little fun, but oh well. So it's, it's not done. It's, it's still around. That's a bummer about the company picnic, but I mean, I just, I, I am getting to this point where I feel like it's inevitable. At some point, I'm going to get it. I probably have already had it. That's the other thing is I think there's probably a point at which I had it and I just thought it was allergies or, or, or whatever, you know. Oh, well. Does our, do our phones still let, or, or do we get the option on our phones to, to know if we've been exposed? You remember two years ago, they're like, put on your settings and we'll be able to let you know if you were exposed or... If you exposed other people. Yeah. And I, I don't know I if anybody about, would want that anymore, but. I don't suspect, I don't think too many people were participating in that, were they? I think you I had, didn't. 
I didn't either. You had to. I mean, you would have to actively participate in that in order for it to be effective. So I haven't heard about it. I don't know if it's still going on or not. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't either. But when I go to California, I get that warning a lot. Hey, if you want to. And I don't know if it's crossing the state line or what. But before we go, I do want to talk about Claire's doing something very fun tomorrow. I am. Yeah. Speaking of super spreader events. um, (laughs) Yeah. For the first time since before the pandemic, I'm going to a concert. I'm so excited. Um, Awesome. We're going to, it's it's outdoor. It's an outdoor event and it's rain or shine. Yay, Northwest. It's probably going to pour and be 50 degrees the whole time, but it's not going to stop me. Um, We're going to downtown Portland. It's a big outdoor, um, uh, lovely little space called the Courthouse Square. And um, we're going to see the Indigo Girls. It's just been ages <laughs> since since we've been to anywhere, you know. So we're going to go and enjoy the enjoy the day and night in Portland. Yeah. Are you worried about like? Are you going to wear a mask or what are you thinking? Are do, are you um, are you worried at all? I am going to wear a mask because they the opening act, Nico Case. Actually, they put out a statement with the e ticket saying that um, that she previously her band has had a bad bout of COVID. And everybody's healthy now, but they want to keep it that way. And they're asking patrons to wear masks. Now, it sounds like it's not required. It's just really strongly encouraged. So I'm going to have it and and wear it. And, and we'll kind of see, you know, it's, um, it's one of those standing room only sitting, you know, sit on the steps kind of thing. So if we end up in a space where it's just the two of us and we've got a little room away from people, then I'll take it off. And if we end up squished by people, I'll have it handy and... You know, we'll we'll kind of see how it goes. But if the artist is asking you to wear it, then I think you know, I think you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sharon got us these really cool masks that are designed in a way that you can wear glasses and still breathe and not fog up your glasses. So oh, I don't, nice. I don't so much. I don't so much mind wearing a mask anymore now that I have that. And it's not all sweaty. I don't get as much maskney as I used to get. Maskney. <laughs> Ma- maskney zits maskney oh, oh. I didn't oh is that a real oh, thing yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a- oh man <laughs> there's a word for everything Anna <laughs> I know apparently <laughs> oh my gosh well I hope you have a wonderful time how fun to get out amongst people that's how I felt yesterday with the picnic it's like wow people it didn't even occur to me that somebody might have COVID so when I saw the email I was like oh I didn't even think about that but it was there's there's one guy that's worked here for six years and it's the first time I've actually met him and and got his name wow. I mean I've like seen him walking here and there he he works at one of the other stations across the way and I was like wow you know we've worked together six years and nobody knew what he did I know you know what it's so funny I know exactly who you're talking about and he's the nicest man nice yeah. nice nice mm-hmm. nice person yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what's yeah. funny? I I met him at a party for the first. I, well, okay, I had oh. I had met him several times in passing, but the first time I actually spoke to him was at a company party. The one that was up in the uh, was it in the Columbia Tower. Oh, that was yeah. so fun! Yeah. That was the first time pre-COVID. Yeah, that was the first time I uh, mm-hmm. I actually had a nice conversation with him. Just really nice guy. Aww. Oh yeah. no 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 no! That's not what it was. <laughs> That's not why I know him. Oh, this is even better. What? Oh. There was a fundraiser. There was a nonprofit fundraiser that was like right after COVID, like we didn't call it COVID yet. We just called it coronavirus. And it was just starting and they were starting to cancel everything. And this one last event was like 
oh, they had planned it for so long, and we really have to go, and I said I would go and represent the station, and we had a bowling team. There was a bowling team and billiards, and you could you could do both. And he, we played pool. He's a pool shark. Wow. He is a, like oh. a 1,000% pool shark. He's really good at it. And that's <laughs> where I met him because I remember <sighs> there was like hand sanitizer and the bowling and everybody kept wiping their bowling balls. And I purposely went up to the bar and had a Corona beer. I was like, I'm having a Corona. <laughs> but yeah, next time you see him, ask him about his, his pool playing technique. He's, he's a champ. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Well, before we go, what's your favorite Indigo Girls song? Oh, that's like asking you which is your favorite child, Hannah. I can't do that. <laughs> uh, it it changes all the time. I mean, I hear certain things, and, and, it, and it changes all the time. I don't think I could – I honestly don't think I could pick one. There's so many. It just depends. I think I, 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 think I could narrow it down to say that my favorite album – uh, there's an album called Rites of Passage that has just the most tremendous music on it. Every song from start to finish has some meaning to me. Um, and the last song on that album is called Cedar Tree. And it's just uh, this just this beautiful song that I like. Um, but then Galileo's on there and Airplane is yeah. on there. And um, it, it, it just so much. So, yeah, I'm sorry I can't give you a better answer. <laughs> Till my soul gets it right. <laughs> Could any human being ever reach that kind of light? Do you feel like, because they started in the 80s, yeah. and, do you, and they're still relevant, do you feel like there's been a shift or have they stayed pretty consistent? Um, another good question. Uh, there's definitely been a, a, a kind of a shift. And I will tell you this, I don't, I haven't keyed in as personally with the last two records as I have in previous years. And I don't think that is as much about them as it is about me. Uh, part of that is I used to like, you know, you would throw a, a CD in the car and you would drive around. I don't drive anymore. Um, mm. And I, I just don't spend as much time. I don't sit and just throw on the headphones and listen to music and do nothing anymore like I used to, which I should. It would probably be good for me. I shouldn't should myself, but I wish that I spent more time just throwing on headphones and listening to music uninterrupted, but I don't do it. And so a lot of the songs haven't struck me as hard. There, There is a new song, their last album, which is called Look Long, which is such a great title for an album for people who've been performing for 40 years <laughs> and it, it's called country radio and it, and it's basically emily talking about you know being like loving country music as a kid and as a, a pre-teenager and all the songs about heartache and love and longing and being a gay kid and not being at all represented by that and and sort of like you know, looking back at it now and being like, well, now I'm now I'm part of this because they, you know, Amy, the Amy Ray, the other half of the Indigo Girls really wanted to be a country artist. And she'd gone to Nashville and was shunned, partly because she's a little bit more punk than than anything, which now would would go over fine. But, you know, now it's kind of she's in what she's in. But, you know, being gay was a huge part of that. And so that song Country Radio, that one I really get because I can still picture being that 14 year old and knowing that you're knowing that you're different and not seeing yourself represented. You know, other than that, I, I haven't taken them in as personally as the ones that were really like in the 90s and the 2000s when I was kind of growing up at that time. So 
It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think so. I think they've, they've, you know, a lot has changed. Their voices have changed. You know, all of our voices have changed. If you listen to mm-hmm. recordings of yourself in your 20s and, and now in your, in your 40s oh, and yeah. 50s. Um, so it's different. But the experience is the same. Going to an Indigo Girls concert is like, it's an experience. It's, it's a, um, the whole audience, everybody knows every word to every song. The audience sings mm-hmm. most of the songs. Indigo Girls can just stand there and strum guitars and not open their Love mouths that. and people would just sing the songs back at them. And it's just, it's very relaxed. You know, so many shows are like lights and glitz and glamour and, you know, all the, all the smoke. Mm-hmm. They just walk out. Like, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss the start of the concert because <laughs> they just walk out and start singing, you know. <laughs> and then they'll do like, and now we're going to bring our friend on stage and it'll be like Joan Baez or Joni Mitchell wow. or some like right. James Taylor, some like Jackson Brown, you know. Um, it's just, it's, it's a fun experience. So, um, this will be different. I've never been to Pioneer Courthouse Square for a show. So, uh, so I'll let you know next week, but I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I would Mm -hmm. love to hear them in concert with everybody singing along to them. One of my favorite times that I saw them was in Colorado at the Red Red Rocks Amphitheater, which is a beautiful, it's the, it's the one place in the world where you want bad seats. (laughs) You're you're better (laughs) off sitting up in the, in the nosebleeds because there's nothing wrong with the sound and you get this unbelievable view of the sun setting on Denver and the mountains and then you're in this red Mm. it's really extraordinary but I had the misfortune of being like in the fifth row poor me oh I'm so sorry (laughs) to hear that (laughs) they had done they were about to do a um a Bob Dylan tribute album and they did a version of Tangled Up in Blue and it was just the most mesmerizing amazing thing that I had I just remember it every moment of it so I like stuff like that when they do like wacky other people's songs (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that sounds so well, magical. Ladies. So that's worth getting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so check back next week. Check, and, uh, <laughs> check back in two weeks because I'll be recuperating from COVID next <laughs> right, week. Right. right. We'll probably take next week off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just in case. Well, where can we see you guys on the socials? Guy am on Twitter at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y. And I'm Coach Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, on Facebook. And I'm Anna D on Twitter. Love you, girls. Love you. Love you, too. See you next week. See you next week. Oh, wait. Say the thing. This is Listen and Learn or Not. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.